0: Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Massechas Gittendaf Nundal. We're starting about 12 lines from the bottom of Nun Gimelam and the first words on the line are ad We've been discussing cases where potentially Rav Meir would uh, give out Knossos, uh, the Knoss of Shogig Atumezid, which is we something we find throughout Shas. The Knoss of Shogig Atumezid is that I'm going to slap you on the wrist when you do it by accident so that we don't ever get you near the prohibition itself. So let's see how Reb gets himself into a little bit of hot water. To Tanya, the bride serit, If a person accidentally plants a sapling on Shabbos, pretty impressive. I will say, pretty impressive. You plant a sapling on Shabbos by accident. What's the din? You can leave the tree. However, if you plant the sapling on purpose, the halacha is that you have to remove it. And all of this is Rav Meir. And the same Rav Meir speaks out of two sides of his mouth because look what he says next. Same shviis. <laughs> when it comes to planting a sapling by Sheetah, it doesn't matter what your intentions were. If you plant a sapling during shvis even if it's an accident, The, Rav Mayer. the Brisa continues. And says his father, He has the total opposite in regards to shvis. Their shittas are completely flipped. And these are the two shittas. And this is Akashya on the shita of Rav Meir. Why? Because in the first case that Rav Meir listed, which was the case of Hanoteah B'Shabbas B'Shogeg, we see that he is not kones Shogeg What do we see in the case of Hanotea B'Shabbas B'Shogeg? He says, Yekayim, you're allowed to leave it. Yesterday, however, we learned that Rav Meir was of the opinion that we do have Koneh shogegatu mezid. So how does Rav Meir get out of this problem? Says the Gemaru L'ta'amech, if you're worried about Rav Meir fitting with his Shita and another Brisa, you should probably worry about Rav Meir fitting with his, within his own shita in the same b'risa. What is the problem? We should see that within this very b'risa, we have a conflict in terms. What's the conflict? Says the Gemara, six lines from the bottom of Nun Gimel Amidbez. The case of Hanutea v'Sabbos is Risa, and the case of planting trees during Shvies is Risa. So, myshna Shabbos, where we see that Rav Meir is mechalik between Shogeg and Mezid, Umaishna no where he says, bein bein So the Gemara says, Elahasam, over there, by shvi'is, we actually have Rav Meir's actual svarak, the Katani Taima, he gave his own reason. And the Brisa reads as follows, Amar Rav Meir, a few lines from the bottom on Nun Gimel at base. Mibne mani omer bishabis bishogeg ye kayim bemezid why is it that when one plants a sapling by accident on shabis, I am the chalik between shogeg and mazid. But Uvishviz, Bain Bishogeg Bane Bemezid Yaakir, no matter what, even if it's an accident, I have to uproot it, says the Gemara, a halakhik svara. mibnei Yisrael israel mon in the shviz, that when a person plants a tree their brain is like tied to shvis but not to shavises so because our brains are tied to shvis when we do our counting so therefore we are concerned about the case of Gatumizid. so thereof mayor is going to say yes we have a knas of Shogi Gatumezid by the world of a sapling planted by Shogi Gan Shvisma on Shabbos. We are not concerned about that. We are not worried about that because people, as Rashi says, ain't on the top Rashi, Shain, Monin, Yamim, Linatiya, Elishonim. The only time we ever refer to how old a tree is, is not by what Shabbos parsha we planted it, it's how old is it in years. And therefore, we're not concerned by Shabbos. So in the case of Shabbos, he doesn't have to be Koneh Shoge because that's not how people count trees. No one's ever going to come to do it on purpose. But by shviz, because people do count by the years, we're afraid that a person may say, um, I'm going to um, intentionally, I'm not going to say it a lot, but I'm going to, quote-unquote, accidentally, intentionally drop that sapling into that hole that I just dug. Therefore, we're kones Shoge And then the Gemara presents, on behalf of Rav Meir seemingly, a second reason as to why, as to why it is that Rav Meir distinguishes between Shabbos and Shavis. And the Gemara says on the top line of Nandal Acher. here's another reason. Jews have a greater Yetzir Hara for the world of Shavis, more so than they do for the world of Shavis. We could understand that. Right, because the level of emuna that is required to keep a year of shviis, you need to not only plan for the year that you're in in the final year before Shemitah, you have to plan for the next year and the many months it will take to grow crops. There's a lot of emuna there. Big Yetzir Hara. Shabbos is not only easier to keep; it's the sweetest part of the week by far. I love you, people. I love learning with you. Shabbos is better. <laughs> we all agree. Shabbos is incredible. I was at a guy's house this week doing a circle. I know that's the sweetest of the sweet, sweetest of the sweet. If we just got some blinds up there so I could actually see in the afternoon, it would sweeten the deal a little bit better. But we learn an hour before sunset. So by definition, the sun's always in the same spot when we learn. So the Gemara says there's a bigger chashash by Shviz that someone's going to go astray. Not true by shaviz says the Gemara. Why did you just give me two reasons for the same thing? This isn't a feel good shir. We this is this is uh, meat and potatoes halacha. So why did you give me two reasons? You gave me the first concern: the Jews don't count trees by Shabbos as they count them by years. And then you gave me this uh, second concern: they're only next, on but not by Shabbos. So my dover acher: why does the Gemara present a second svara as to why it is that Rav Meir distinguishes between Shabbos where he's not konei shoge mezid and shviz, where he is konei shoge mezid? Says the Gemara: Hachi Shabbos nami. There might be a Yetzir Hara by Shabbos too. What's the Yetzir Hara by Shabbos? Because we know that Orla is restricted for three years. Now, is it three years times 354 days? No, that's not the case. As long as a tree is planted 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, it counts as year one. Let's say that 30th day before Rosh Hashanah is a Shabbos. Huge yitzur right? Because I save a year of fruits, I get a year out of fruits in thirty days. Says the gemara: de Mikla Yom Lamid Inatahu Yoma Hu If I would plant on that thirtieth day before Rosh Hashanah, and it happens to be a Shabbos, those thirty days count as my first whole year of orla. So now instead of having three years of restriction, I have two years and one month of restriction, I have a Yatsarhara. The low, low Salkaleshata. And if I wait till Sunday, well, 29 days before the year doesn't count as my year. And therefore Tashma, I need a second Svara because there's a big Yetzir by Shabbos too, in this one scenario. Davar Acher, alashviz, says the Gemara, the second reason it's brought, because I want you to know that we're not concerned that a Jew is going to be Mechal Shabbos 30 days before the beginning of a new year to save a year or to save 11 months worth of restriction on Orla. Now, all of that was the Rav Meir, ad the Rav Meir. And the Gemara, on Nundal ten lines down, begins to chip away at Rabbi Yehuda. The Rabbi Yehuda, ad Rabbi Huda, also Lokasha. Why? Why, according to Rabbi Yehuda, was it a problem? Because the brysa that we started with today, Rebihuda was of the opinion that by shvis we say Shogeg is fine and Mezid is not. Why Why is Rabihuda not kone Shogeg atu Mezid during Shvis. Why why does he have any different halachic svaros than Rav (laughs) Meir? Rav Meir was saying, we're we're next to do on we're not next to do on Shabbos. We look in our b'risa, what do we see But Rav Yehuda? Don't worry. If you plant a sapling during Shavis, I'm not worried about Shavis. Why not? (laughs) Rav Meir was very worried about that. So says the Gemara, because they were very stark about Shavis. Everybody kept it. You know, there's like some halachos that we don't keep, like Lashon Har. There's like things that we just... We're not religious about them. They're state in their and and We're just not good about it. So, okay, in their culture, everybody was on Shviz. How do we know? Because of the following anecdotal story: Two guys were having uh, were having words w- with one another. Uh, they were kind of uh, you know sharing barbs. One person said, "Daira bar dairasa, you're a ger, the son of a of a I Guess that's an insult in some cultures. Omar lehi said back to him. I, I don't eat, I don't eat shviz fruit like you do, you shagets, right? Which is basically what he's saying. But what does that tell you about the culture? That tells you that in that place, only the shagets ate shviz. Everybody else was Makbid. So we see that in the place where Yehuda lived, that everyone was careful with shviz, and therefore, there's no reason to be kones shogi And that's why the b'risa is the way that it is. Now let's start analyzing some Bryce, says a quarter of the way down on Nandala Toshma. Let's say I ate Trumatmeya, you're a Kohen, and I ate your Trumatmea. I did it without permission. is I have to pay you back with Chulin. that's Tahor. Okay. But what if Chulin What if I ate your Trumatmeya? But I reimbursed you, I paid you back with Khulintmayan. So says the Gemara Mahu. This is a machlokas. Omar Sumchus, Mishum Rev So basically, Rev is talking now. What does he say? Bishogeg, if I paid you back with chulen t'mein instead of chulen tahorin, Bishogeg bisho tashluma of tashlumen. It's now considered even. Even though I paid you back, what I shouldn't have paid you back, we're all good. The mezid ain't tashluma of tashlumen. If I'm being a jerk about it, and I write... By the way, stole your food, paying you back with something that I shouldn't be paying you back with. Here's some chulin to If you do a mezid, the halacha is ain tashlum of uh, tashlum. What do we see by Rav Meir? He is not kone's shogegatu mezid. He doesn't give a knas in a case where there's a shogeg when the other option could lead you to a mezid. The chachamim say in both cases it actually counts. For your do raisa, for your theft. However, we do slap you on the wrist that you still have to be chos or If you give chul and you were Yotza, you, you checked the box with the Kodesh Hu. But the chachamim slapped you on the wrist because it's not good behavior. Okay. But let's analyze. If in fact I paid that person back, I, it was achal truma and I paid him back with chul and If I did it, tomein, am I ain't tashlum of Tashlumen? Why is it that we would even say that that shouldn't count? After all, tavo alav bracha, you should get a bracha for that. Because a kohen is not allowed to eat Trumatmeya, But he is allowed to eat mea. So therefore, I paid you back with a perfectly edible food. So why does our Mishnah say, the here say, b'mezid, that you are not allowed to do that? The Gemara says, I stole a food from you that you couldn't even eat, which is chumatmeya. I paid you back with chulintmeyin. That's a good trade. So, why does the Bryce say that if I pay the coin back with chulintmeyin? No dice. He really didn't do a good job. On uh, my Rava says, and some say that it was Kidi, and as we've seen 15 times in Shas already, we don't know if Kidi was a person or if uh, Kidi is a reference to uh, uh, to someone uh, in general, like a broad name. We don't know who it is. Really, this Brice says, missing stuff, halfway down, here is what the b'raith should read. Really, if I was, I stole your Truma and I ate it, or I destroyed it. It's useless to you. You're a, you can't eat man. That food is is ash. There's there's no value. You can't do anything with it. You're done. I can pay you back a koldu. But oh, this is the part that's missing. Oh, truma tehora. If I took your truma tehorah, which is very good food that you can eat and only you can eat, then Meshalim Khulin Tehorin. I, in this case, where I stole Khulin Tehorin. If I stole a t- chuma uh, tahora, mm-hmm. shilain chulin tamein, ma- what if I paid you back with chulin that's tame? There we have our machlokas. Sumcha summum, Mishum, Reb Meir, Mishogek, Tashlum of Tashlumin, Bemezi, Reb Meir says that in such a case where you are a Kohen and I take chulin tahora from you and I pay you back with chulin tamein instead of chulin tahorin, we can't argue tavolab bracha because I stole the food you could eat and gave you back a lower quality food. Not the first case. The Tavu question was when I took food you couldn't eat and gave you back a food you could. Here I took your best food and gave you a less good food. They still argue in the same way. And what do we see over here? See over here? The difference between Rav Meir and the Chachamim is Shogig Atumezid and Rav Meir again has shot himself in the foot because on the previous page, not today. But yesterday, we learned that Rav Meir does hold of Konez shoge Atu uh, Mezid. And what do we see in this case? Where? Let's be specific about the case and careful. We have to look at the Chassur HaMechzorah, not the original B'raisa, of where I take a Kohen's Chulin tohora and I consume it, and I pay him back Bishogeg with Chulin Tehmeah. So then the din is Bishogeg, you're fine. No kones shoge So Rav Meir... You gotta, you can't dance at both parties. You gotta, you gotta figure out what your shita is. Which one is it? Skip the parentheses. The Gemara says, "Wait a second, What are you talking about? The case that we learned yesterday. Remember, Metame and Medame and All those cases that we spoke about. That's very different than our case that we're talking about today. What was the case that we just described? I paid you back, Bishogeg, but I paid you something wrong. I was trying to pay you back. I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm paying you back. Okay, I did something wrong. I'm asking. But I'm just trying to pay you back. When my shogig is to do a mice we don't need konish shogigatumezi. You're right. I should have paid you back with chulin tahora. You're 100% right. Bishogig, I paid you back with chulin and tumez. The coin can still eat it. It's still edible. It was a shogig, says her mayor. In a case where you're trying to rectify the situation, there's no Kone shogi Gatumazin. In yesterday's sh- sugya, where you're Mitame, someone's food, but Shogi, you're a Russia. You're not paying attention. You're not even trying. The mayor says those cases are wildly different. Yesterday's cases is where you're not trying to be a good guy. You're not. You weren't doing a maesotou. You made an error. Slap you on the wrist with Shogi shogigatumizhi. But today's case, the case of I'm paying you back, but I paid you with the wrong thing. Now you're going to slap him on the wrist. It's the wrong time to give a knas. Then the Gemara gives a couple of other examples in a similar vein. Tashmah, three-fourths of the way down, about 12 lines from the bottom. Tashmah, damshinit Vizarku. The Dam became Tameh, the Kohen is standing by the Mizbeach, and he's Zorik. If he did so b'shogeg, Hurza. If he did so b'mezid, lo If he did so b'shogeg, so Hurza, the language that we've seen, that there's Ritzui from the Tzitz, the Tzitz has a Koach, that it creates Ritzui even by Dam that has become Tameh, b'shogeg. So we say that the Ritzui works, but b'mezid, lo what do we see? A distinction, a distinction between Shogig and Mezid. Hi, uh, Rev. Mayer, same question as we've been asking all day. You hold, held yesterday in the case of Medame and Menasech. You held Kone Shogi got to Mezit. Here we see a distinction and Stam Mishnah Keriv Meir. So therefore, we should have seen something different. again, same as the previous case. You're you're barking up the wrong tree. When the kohen did it, the what was he doing? He was he was standing in the mizbech by the mizbech doing Zrika Saddam for for the Bilem. He was trying to do something good a We're gonna slap him on the wrist and say too It's not hortza in this case as well. That's ridiculous. He's trying to do a good thing. In yesterday's case, he wasn't trying to do a good thing. It's not. It's not apples to apples. So yesterday, Reb Meyer was got too Mezid. Today, he's not. The cases are totally different. Two more cases like this. Tashma. Ha-measer bishops, ha is someone who takes off measer. Bishoge yochal b'meizid lo yochal. Same kashi again. Where is our uh, konez shogi g'atum Says the Gemara, you're giving Meiser <laughs> You're giving Meiser <laughs> I'm giving Meiser I'm trying to fix up my food so that it's edible. I'm being frum. Anam <laughs> Doesn't make sense. And for the last case, Toshma, Hamat Bil Kalim I'm not allowed to use this Klee. I take it to the Mikvah on Shabbos, not allowed. Tikkun or whatever the halachik is. If you did it by accident, it fell into the water. Great example. Unlike my brother in law, who fell into the Mikvah of Kalim by himself, feet up in the air, head at the bottom. Great story for another time. <laughs> but if you drop in a clee by accident into a lake, whatever, something that's kosher to be a kelemic, but bashoge, you're allowed to use that on Shabbos. Mutter, no problem. Lo Same question under Mary yesterday. You said, Kone shogi gatu mezid. today you seem to make a distinction. Hashta, what are you talking about? Again, it's not apples to apples. He's trying to, he's trying to be Matar's kelem. That's not the time you slap him on the wrist. That's not correct. Good. Now let's switch gears. Similar genre, but let's switch gears. The Rabbi Huda Rabbi Yehuda, we have a similar issue with Rabbi Huda in certain cases. The time, turning to the top of Nandala base In the world of Orla, the ratio of Bittel is 1 to 200. If I have 150 pieces of Hulin and I drop in one piece of Orla, the mixture is prohibited. If I have 201 pieces, really, if I have 200 pieces and I drop in one piece, really, if I have 199, one to one, one to two hundred, whatever the exact numbers are. It's itself. So the din is one to two hundred is the ratio to allow for a piece of orla that has been dropped into chulin to be eaten. However, there are certain foods that are very chashu. Let's look at this case on the top of Nandal, it's, it's a tosefta actually from a seches, chumos. Naflu vinispatsu. If something fell in, we don't know what fell in, and they got crushed. So let's take a look at Rashi. Egoze perech, It's a certain type of nut that was consumed. And ein b'telen afilu b'elef. Even if the ratio is well beyond our normal bittel of one to two hundred, if it's one to a thousand, they're not batal chashivusan. But let's look at back in our brisa. what's the second word on the page? Vinispatu, It got crushed. By the way, we have this as a principle with a beria, for example. Let's say you're not allowed to eat an ant, right? But let's say you found out that the ant was in the blender. Your kid told you afterwards, oh, I saw an ant in the blender. You just made a protein shake. Are you allowed to eat it? Now you're allowed to eat it. Why? Because it's Nitzpatuig. It was broken up into pieces. So then there's Bittu. But when it's a whole ant, that's what's called a Beria. And a Beria can never be... There is no bittel by a Beria. So similarly over here, not identical, but similar. This nut is a of nut, and it's an Orla nut. And the ratio of Bittu is 1 to a 1,000. But what if you crushed it? So if you crushed it, Echad shogeg lo ya'alu Reb They both agree that if it's Echad Shogig echad Mezid, the din is lo ya'alu. There's no bittel at all. Done. If the was done, no problem. Really, we know that if you have three units, one to two, that is considered bittel, right? The, the Rishonim here are done. What that means, not here, but elsewhere in Shas. Does that mean 66.666 versus 33.333, Or does it mean 51? Because it didn't say 51 out of 100. It said 1 out of 3. So you have to figure out exactly what bital is. 66% is the line of the mahtir, Or is it really 51%? Not for now. But let's just talk midoraisa. Raisa. really the Bittal should have happened. Chad betrayed. <clears> the <throat> Rabbanon Hu De Gazor. It's only the rabbis who made these two layers. The Echad B'masayim for Orla is one layer. And the Echad eleph is a layer on top of a layer. That's all Adin De Rabbanon. And previously we learned... That Rebbe does not Kone's Shogi Gatumezid in Dindirabanon, but here, Vikha Kone's Huda. Here, the first shita in our Brysa was what did he say? Lo Yalu, Dibira Meir, Vit That's a knas. That's a slap on the wrist of Shogi Gatumezid. Says the Gemara, you're right. And really, in general, Revihuda does not give a knas. By Dine Deo, by Dine de However, Hashem excuse me, five lines down, six lines down. Mishum Here, it's very easy to get sneaky, to do ha'arama, is to do a loophole, is to play the system, is to try and find a you know a clever zach. So, because we're concerned that people are going to make this problem, therefore rev Yehuda over here made an exception. Says the Gemara, There's actually a theory within Rav Yossi's. Why? We just learned Rav Yossi at the top of the page, who distinguished between shogeg and Mezid. And here, what does he say? We have a Mishnah about Orla. orla. If you have a sapling that's been planted, or something that's Kiloia Kerem, I planted an orchard. One sapling went in. Oops, I planted uh, one Orla sapling among an orchard of regular trees you're done. You cannot be melaket anything from there. V'im if you did, ya'alu If you did, then the bital aspects that we need is one to two hundred. U'bilvad shelo yiskaven But it has to be that you didn't have kavana to be melaket. What does Rabbi say in this price, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, af hamiskaven even if you did it intentionally, what's the din? So there we have a din that we allow for the bittal to take place. What did Rabbi say in our case? Beshoge but lo That was the Bryce at the top on line on line two, on line three. What does he say? Yeah, third line. He said beshoge gyalu, lo yalu, yalu. You just said over here if you were miscaving to do so, yalu. So Yosi, you would just associate yourself from the Bryce at the top of the page to the brisa right here. So it says the Gemara, ha itmar Allah, no way. The reason why Rabbi Yossi is mekel is because of Omar Rava. Rava says, Adam oser karma achas. no one will let it happen that one sapling will ruin a whole orchard. You're going to paint that one red. Everyone's going to know that it's an orla tree. You'll tie a ribbon around it. There's no way. It is such an unlikely scenario that you're going to inadvertently put an orla tree in an orchard and mess up your whole orchard. It's such a big error that it won't happen. And therefore, he's makil in that case because the assumption is uh, is l'kula. No one's going to ruin their whole kerem, their whole vineyard by planting one orla vine, in that case, in a kerem. There's no way. And therefore he's Mehil. But really, Ravyosi is uh, still like he had said at the top of the page that Bishogeg Yalu Bemeziloyalu. And now we're done comparing all the Rav mayors and, uh, and Rav mayors and Ravyhudas and Ravihudas. We threw in Ravyosi Ravyosi for good measure. But that's been the whole day so far and half of Shabbos as well. Let's move on to a new Mishnah. We're a third of the way down on Nundal. The Medbeis will be going to the Mishnah on the top of Nunheya the Gemara reads in the new Mishnah Ha Kohanim Shapiglubi And this we already know from yesterday. We saw this price, this quoted as a Mishnah yesterday. Kohanim who were Mephagel, they had in mind to do something wrong over here. They were they were mifagil. They had intention that this food would be eaten. Chutzla Makoman, Chutzlazmanan, whatever the din is, and Chayavin. If they do so be then they violated the Isra of Pigel. Let's we'll, we'll come back to this particular Mishnah in a minute. But the Brisa opens the Gemara opens with a brysa that says as follows: Let's say you hired me to take care of your taros. The Omer lo, the Amar lo. When I'm done, I walk over to you and I say, Look, it's been a long day. I'm really sorry. Taros I messed up. I know. I know you paid me for this, uh, and it's a mekach I'm really sorry. Or I was taking care of korbanos from you. And he said, at the end of the day, I was in a cranky mood. And when I was bringing these korbanos, I, I was, mefagil. I had these thoughts as to when I was going to eat these where, these, where I was going to eat these, and I messed them up. The din is ne'eman. We believe the worker to say his mess up is true. However, and with only the slightest of distinction, look at this. I'm a little bit more than a third of the way down. Not today. Yeah, a couple of days ago. I was working for you today, Sunday. I was working for you on Friday. I'm telling you now on Sunday, I messed up with uh, the taros. If I'm testifying, I walk out of the office right now and said I messed up right now, no problem. You're guilty. We believe you. But if I say that I did it a couple of days ago, I messed up your taros a couple of days ago, or I was a couple of days ago, we don't believe you unbelievable. You're the same guy. It's the same guy. so you did the same exact thing. So the Gemara calls out the obvious question. What do you what, what, what is the difference between the two cases? I'm the same guy. You're the same guy. I did the same thing wrong in both cases. The first part of the price it says you're naman because I did it with with no days separating. The second part says I'm talking about Friday. Ain't no Says the Gemara Amar Abaye. Kol Shebiyodo when it's beyond right now, you' you just left a scenario that's beyond, then you're Nam. But the time gap doesn't work. The time gap we we assume you're actually not telling the truth. We've shown him spend time here we don't have time. This is this requires fine-tuned distinctions and hakiras to understand what exactly is going on here. <coughs> Rava gives a little bit of a different answer. Rava Amar, no. I saw you. I did the I did my peagle and I did my messing up on your taros on Friday. I saw you on Shabbos, cave Ashke, Amar le Midi. I saw you on Shabbos and said nothing. Ulevasar Hachi on Sunday afternoon. By Mincha, I saw you in That's when I told you. And that is when you are not believed. Again, I and Shaman, the Rishon, and we don't have time. I wish we did. This is the fun stuff is when you can learn what Rava was really thinking. What I was these subtle distinctions. And they have massive massive halakhic implications. Let's talk about, you know, massive business deals. You asked me to be responsible for all of your korbanos. 10 cows, 3,000 bucks a pop, $30,000 of cow. And I come home, I'm like, messed it up. <laughs> so you either lose $30,000, or you don't. And the difference is when the guy told you. So you gotta figure out in the reshorn and why this is the case. Backwards legal. Meaning I can go right back in there and be the of everything. Therefore believe me that I wasn't father. Something like that. Yeah. That sounds like that, that sounds about right. That sounds <laughs> about right. Uh, that's probably what we'll see in some of the Rishonim, but it's, uh, it's uh, again, you have to, yeah, you also have to understand the difference between Abaye and Rabba, which is very, very, very subtle. It's very dark. It's not a very clear distinction. Sounds like they're saying the same thing, actually. Okay. Gemara tells a story about this. This guy came home from work one day and he said, Remember, this is version two, which everyone agreed. So de Ravami, the guy was he went to Ravami and said, My worker just told me all my stuff is messed up. What should I do? says the Gemara, Technically speaking, The guy has no naman. It's just like we saw. That was the second part of the prysa. So the guy says back to Ravasi, this is Amar Ravasi, he says, Rebbe ata omer I know you say that it's Ainonaman, but I could bring you a raya from somewhere else that it's in fact a problem. Hachi amar of ma eese, there are times that we do be, believe people after the fact against our brisa. where do we see a case where we believe someone even with a time gap against the brisa? Amar Yitzchak Bar the Kohen Gadol goes into the holy of holies, a place that we are not allowed to access. We're not even supposed to look. We know the boxes that they made to fix the walls were multi-sided boxes so they couldn't see. The menorah, they couldn't see inside. They only saw the walls that they were fixing. They were lowered and raised on ropes. How can the Kohen Gadol and <laughs> Yom Kippur be a proof? Omar <laughs> Pigol When the Kohen Gadol walks out of the Kodosh if he said, I was mifagel with what I did in that room, the din is that he's Nehman. But Uminah How would we have ever known? It must be that when he walks out of there, we know his walking patterns. Remember, we learned this. About, we had the exact walking patterns. I think we drew some things at the time. we backwards. I haven't drawn things in a long time. Probably should. Okay. The Gemara says that we we actually believe him. Maybe he screamed it out. I'm bringing your Korban, Klal Yisrael, and I'm going to eat it outside of the right place and outside of the right Zman. So maybe we heard him talking, says the Gemara. No, de vehemen. If not for the fact that we would have believed him, who cares what he said? Afal Gav de We wouldn't have believed him even if he would have said something. The Dilma the Basar Maybe there was a time gap. Maybe he actually finished the Korban already and he was just trying to stare everybody up. And 10 minutes later, he's like, what, like we, The reason we trust him is because we trust him, not because we saw, says the Gemara. But Dilma, maybe you're wrong. The Dilma de Khazine the fishpesh. Maybe someone actually saw through the pishpesh, which was a very small point of access that could see into the actual pechal, into the actual kodesh. Says the Gemara, you're right, Kasha. And we end this piece of Gemara shrouded in curiosity because we don't know if we actually believe him or not. We just don't know. It seems like it's ne- there's some ne'emanos, but we undermine that a little bit because maybe someone saw and our visual verification of his verbal declaration of people might be enough. So it's a little bit unclear as to whether or not we would say against our b'risa that uh, eno neman. Our b'risa says eno neman when there's a time gap, when there's a time gap separating what happened and your words, uh, a possible separation. Story. Well, I should say halachid story. We're uh, three-fourths of the way down, three lines before the wide lines. says the Gemara, Who da'asa Ami." Omar Lehi, a man says, the Sefer Torah shekasavti leploni, the safer Torah that I wrote for this particular person, as Azkaros shalom lokasavtim lishman. Every time I wrote She Hashem, I did so shalom lishman. That's not good. That's not a good, that's not nice, it's not good. Omar um, Lay. Um, Rav Ami said back to this person, Sefer Torah biyad me. Where is the Sefer Torah right now? Who has possession? Amar biyad lokeach. It's in the hands of the purchaser. Amar neemon ata lahav scharcha. I believe you enough that you should lose all of your salary, a year's worth of work down the drain. You have to give back fifty thousand dollars because that's what you had agreed to be paid, and that's what he paid you, and you you messed up. But but you can't actually ruin the whole Sefer Torah. This is halacha at its finest. You're a jerk and you have to give back all of your money, but the Sefer Torah is kosher. Unbelievable. Says the Gemara. Wait one second, I'm confused. I could understand for as many times as it says Shem Hashem in the Sefer Torah. He, let's take the, uh, however many words there are in the Torah. Subtract the number of actual Shemos Hashem that he wrote. You should deduct that from his salary. But chare de sefer Torah kule mihipsid ninety nine percent of the words that he wrote were perfectly fine. He had the great kavanas. All the yud kei vav kei. The Admas. was it Elohim? Was it Kael? All, all the I don't have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what Shemos Hashem are. <laughs> but that's not fair. So Amar Lein yes, absolutely. This guy lost everything. Why? She calls safer Torah Because if you write a safer Torah, is ours. By the How many times have we seen that Pasak in the Torah? It's a zero. The whole, the whole thing is garbage. The safer Torah is not a safer Torah. It doesn't get Kvura. You don't stand up. It's not a safer Torah. It has Khashivus to it because Yudkei Vavke it's shamus. It needs gniza, but it's not, it's not a safer Torah. Says the Gemara, wait one second, I have a great solution for you. Eight lines from the bottom. Go get a quill. Go get an inkwell. Go get the Sefer Torah. Start from the beginning. A little bit of ink over every Yud K. And then make it Lishma after the fact. No problem. It's fine. Solve the problem. Says the Gemara. Because our Gemara does not suggest that as a practical solution. It must be. kiman. It must be that Neima Delo Kereb. kiman must be Delo Yehuda. Why? Reb Yehuda holds that there's a problem with this. It's not. The Mishnah writes, and we are corrected here that it's actually not a Mishnah. It's a b'risa on the side we have here in the Ghost of Etzionim. It's a b'risa. We've seen this b'risa twice, three times. Maybe more. A person was intending to write Yud Kei, Kei. Was supposed to. by Daber, it was supposed to say Hashem. In his head, he got it stuck and his head. He's supposed to write Yehuda. It's very close, just the Dalit, Right? It says the Gemara by Daber. And in this he should have written Hashem, he meant to write Yehuda. And then he messed up on writing Yehuda and wrote Hashem. Okay. The Ta of And he didn't put in the Dalit. So it says the Gemara, what does the Tanakhama say? Ma kum What does Rabihudha suggest? Go solve the problem. Just go back. Because our case didn't suggest it, but right, we don't hold back Rebihuda. Says the Gemara of the Bachamim Omrim. Hashem in This is not correct. Our story is like the Chachamim. This is not how we write Shem Hashem. Start over, you messed up. So says the Gemara, perhaps our case is not like Reb Yehuda, because Reb Yehuda says you should have gone over it with a kulmus, you just recover over all the letters with ink. Says the Gemara, no. Reb Yehuda might even agree with this case. Why? When is it? What was our case? Our case was that the name should have been Yud K. Favke. The sofer was thinking in his head, Yehuda and he wrote Yehuda wrong, and wrote Yud Vavke. In that case, if Yehuda's maskim, ma'virolov is no problem, because it's only one usage of a letter. Aval But to go over every Yud Vavke in the Torah is not going to look nice. He says, it's going to look like a leopard. It's going to look spotted. We know when... If you've ever laned and you've seen a saber tar that's been fixed, you always know when it's been fixed. There are scratch marks from a scalpel. There's letters that don't look the same. The inks are shinier. You can always tell. Rabbi Huda says no. Our case is even, Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Yehuda would not say with this guy, this sofa who said, every yud k off I messed up on. Rabbi Huda, would you say to you? No, not over there. Only when it's one. But when it's a thousand, no, because then the saber tar looks, looks bad. That's not zeke Levan van That looks bad. You need to start over. So it could be that even Rabbi Yehuda would agree in our case that with all of the hundreds of times, I don't even know how many times it appears in Chumash, all those times, it would be would look spotted and therefore you're not allowed to do that. And a similar case, a contrasting case that we have to figure out why is different. This guy went to Rabbi Laploni. I wrote a Sefer Torah for someone and forget about the ink. lo ivatim lishman. Every piece of parchment, shalom lishma. I prepared everything. By the way, if you've ever seen a video on how they prepare parchment for ksiba, it's incredible how they get from a piece of skin to a cloth. Stretching many days, potions, liquids. You should find it on YouTube. It's it's fascinating how they make parchment. And then our Sifrei Torah look as gorgeous as they do, perfectly thin the whole way through. It's an amazingly complicated process. This guy didn't do it lishma. So here, what does Rabbi Abba'u say? Different than Ravami said in the previous case. What did he say? Same question as before. Who has it? The purchaser has it. Because I trust you enough that your salary has been dropped to zero, you have to give all the money back. In the previous case, we didn't say that. When we said that the yud kevavkes were not kosher, we said the sefer Torah was still kosher. You lost. Remember the bifurcation. You lost your salary, but the guy already has it in his possession. It's kosher sefer Torah. Here we're not even offering that. Rabbi, but it was more strict. If you had the gavil and not if you didn't have the gavil in mind for lishma, the parchment, it's a zero. So asks the Gemara the the obvious question on the top of nun hey Alf almost done. Umay shnami the ravami the case of ravami he said the sefer Torah was kosher. So, why is it that over there, when he said that I wrote Hashem's name Shalom Lishmah, the Savior Torah is still kosher, but over here, when I say the parchment is not Lishmah, it's not kosher? So, says the Gemara, Hasam in the parchment case, Ikla Maymar, that Toyi de maybe he got confused with the case of Rebirmiyah. That, if we look a little bit uh, back on the previous page, we'll see that. Whereas Rav me on the second of the wide lines, he said, "Well, it could be that it's uh, different for the Azkaros, and we're not going to ruin the whole safer Torah. So maybe it's a little bit different over there. You should, <clears throat> you should yeah. still be able to get paid for yeah. the rest." But Hacha cave into kamaf said kule agre here because he said that even the parchment upon which all the ink was written was a zero. You could have written it on thin air. The Asa Omar he came and admitted. Therefore, amor kushta ka'Amar we assume that he's telling the truth. We'll stop right here and pick up with a new Mishnah on Nur Hamid wishing you all a beautiful night.